Hi, listeners. I want to thank you all for the feedback I received from episode one. Your reviews and readings are encouraging, and they keep this project going. So thank you. I'm excited to bring you episode two. In this episode, I speak with a man who requested that I keep his name private. So we'll call him Frank. Frank is from Germany, and we connected via the online forum, writeaprisoner.com. He was eager to speak with me to share his story of friendship and love with an inmate in Florida. We'll call her Maria for the sake of privacy. Frank spends a lot of time on writeaprisoner.com. He's connecting with other pen pals to try and get a better understanding of how things operate in the American prison system. Something about him stood out to me when we began emailing back and forth. He immediately trusted me and opened up right away. This was something I typically had to work on and build with my previous interviews. His honesty and vulnerability illustrates how strong the need for human connection is. So much so that a person will find a way, even from across the globe, to have a relationship with someone who is behind bars. I'm Christina Hansen, and this is Penned. I'm more than 60 years old now. And I was not, never lucky with relationships, so it was only a matter of time until I got the idea. Why not having contact, trying to have contact, uh, writing to a prisoner? Maybe that's an alternative to other, uh, to at least to dating sites in internet, you know, because uh, at the usual dating sites, I, I usually don't even get an answer. Uh, if I get an answer, then uh, maybe one sentence or two sentences and uh, women tell me that they don't have any interest in me. I think people expect so much on the dating sites. They expect to fall in love right away. And when it doesn't happen, they are disappointed. How long was your most serious relationship? Oh, my uh, marriage, eight years. You were married for eight years. What happened? That, that was more like a green card marriage. Ah. It was not a real love marriage. You know? I knew that this marriage wouldn't last forever. I not even told my wife, not even once, I love you. Not even once. You know. Have you ever loved anybody else? Mm. That's a different question, maybe one one woman, but that's another uh, extra story that would be too much for this session either. You have a lot <laughs> <As> of <well>. stories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when was the last time that you went on a date with a woman? Oh, that is a long time, many years ago, maybe 10 years ago, something like that. I feel there is something missing, missing in my soul. And I'm still looking for that. And I don't find that in the most women. I don't find that. Maria is modest, humbling, open-minded, sociable. Well, she won't run away from me. She can't run away from me now. That's a good, it's a good thing about the, this relationship. And yeah, she's listening to me. And that is really very much, very much for me. How old is Maria? 40. 
So she is quite a bit younger than you. I told her that in my first uh, letter or second letter, and she said, oh, that doesn't matter at all for her. And so I was glad to hear that, that it's not a problem for her. But 40 is a good age for me. I love that. How long have you been writing to her? Oh, since last year. September, October, November. First letters and later emails and then video sessions. And when did you start to feel romantically about her? Mm, well, this spring, February, March, slowly, developed slowly, not from one day to the next one, you know. Um, yeah, it took quite a time before she said the first time, I love you. And I think that's good. But you've told her that you loved her, right? Yes, yes. I want to see how the relationship will develop. By now, it developed very well. And I just want to let it go that the future is not ours. Um, it's the, the relationship is like a tree that is growing slowly. I don't want to make it grow fast, you know. As long as she's in prison... There's no much uh, variety of um, things that I could do with her besides writing and having video sessions. I appreciate that very much, that we can have video sessions every week uh, in a pretty good quality, technical quality. Um, yeah, 50 minutes each week. That's, that's really uh, a good thing, yeah. I've learned that she doesn't like to talk about um, quite a few things. She she loves to hear my stories. And as long as I have stories ahead to tell her out of my life, it's no problem for me. As soon as I have finished up with my stories, I, I will come back to her and say, hey, and I will remind her of the fact that I am still waiting for stories out of her life, you know. I had to ask her straight, what are you sentenced for? You know? And, and she, what did she say? Well, she told me about a minor crime for um, just having knowledge of a drug deal. How long is she sentenced for for this? Ten years. And where is she incarcerated? In Florida. They have crazy laws there. Do you send her money to buy things? Yeah, Do yes, you surprise yes. her with stuff? Yeah. Well, I support her every month. Um, she appreciates that, of course, but she never requested that, you know. She never did that. Otherwise, I would be suspicious about if she did uh, request that. She never said, I want that. Or she, the other way around, she said, I don't expect that you support me by, with money. But I did because I think I should do that. I, I feel so close to her. Uh, and by the way, the, she has to pay for the, for the emails and for the video sessions. And she doesn't have the money for, uh, to afford the video sessions each week and so how much typically do you send her a month it's per quarter three months is four hundred dollars 
Inmates can receive money. They can receive it on their commissary account. An inmate's commissary account is like a bank account in the prison system. Money can be deposited and taken out to buy personal items that are offered in the commissary store. I'm using the word store with air quotes here because a prison commissary store isn't a place where inmates can purchase luxury items. It's a place where they buy basic necessities. Food dominates commissary sales reports, which isn't surprising given that prison food isn't exactly getting any five-star rating. According to the Federal Correctional Institution in Miami, Florida, which is a minimum security prison, inmates can buy pints of ice cream, vanilla, chocolate, cookies, and cream for $1.90, and they can buy up to three at a time. Trail mix, $2.95. A case of Coca-Cola, $5.15, and they're limited to one case at a time. Cans of tuna fish are $1.50. They can buy up to 20 at a time. And get this. If an inmate has dietary restrictions due to their religious beliefs, special prepackaged meals will run them $5.95, and they can only buy up to three at a time. A stick of deodorant is $2.40. A tube of Colgate toothpaste is $2.85. If they want proper workout gear, a pair of Reebok sneakers will run them $59.95. And shower shoes, you know, the sanitary sandals so an inmate doesn't have to step on the shared showered floor barefoot? Yeah, that'll cost them about $6 a pair. Oh, and all communication services have a price as well. Inmates can use special kiosks, which aren't available in every prison, but they can use them for emails and video chats. Video chats will cost an inmate $2.95 a minute. So let's say an inmate wants to schedule a call with their family. 15 minutes could run them $44.25. A phone call typically runs around 25 cents per minute. So how do inmates get money? Well, they can earn money from working prison jobs, from janitorial positions to manufacturing to kitchen duties. Prisoners' wages can vary, but a national average wage, according to prisonpolicy.org, is about 86 cents per day. Yeah, per day, not per hour. And inmates' only other opportunity to get money placed on their commissary account is to receive it from friends, family, and loved ones. Uh, if there should be any German that should happen to listen to your podcast uh, and has an idea how to send money straight from Germany to a U.S. prison, that would be interesting to find this way. Because if an, if an inmate doesn't have access to JPay, it is hard to send money from Germany to the prison, at least straight. I don't know a way. What is JPay? They offer the opportunity to send emails or to have uh, a video session. How are you sending her money right now? Well, through a third party. Of course, that uh, causes extra expenses. Of course. 
So you and I have been emailing back and forth for a couple of months, and I know that you had mentioned that you were going to uh, make a trip to the United States to visit Maria. Yeah. So tell me about that. Well, I'm still waiting. No, I'm I'm waiting now for the uh, proof. For I made the application for the prison visit, and now I have to wait. But it's very important for me. At this uh, point of our relationship, I, I figured that I want to know that, how that feels, you know, how that feels to be close to her in person, physically. That's a bit different, even though the, the video sessions have a good technical quality. It gives me a good feeling, feeling of being close to her, but that's not a, a real not real close in a physical way. The good thing about the situation that she is locked up, that I don't have to worry about the things that happen outside prison, meaning that women change their mind because they find somebody else that's more interesting for them, even though she had the chance to find somebody else. But she told me, she already told me, oh, I have more pen pals. Uh, prior to you, but I was not interested in them. The conversation didn't make it over the first one or two letters. So there's something special that she sees in you. Yeah, obviously. When are you going to see her? I know there's the application process, but have you purchased your plane ticket? Yes, and so, of course, that makes me a bit nervous, you know. Uh, I want to go there in October. So I decided I want to go. I want to know now how does it feel to be close to her physically. But as I said, I'm nervous now because in if worst came if worst came to worst uh, and I would be refused uh, from the prison visit, uh, I would lose my flight tickets. You know, I can't. They don't reimburse me the flight tickets. The money is right. gone then. Right. The money is gone. But uh, actually, I don't want to give up so early. But what can I do, you know, without without uh, putting Maria in any trouble? The greatest fear I have concerning her is that she might change her mind as soon as she gets out of prison or maybe one day she wakes up and asks herself, what am I supposed to do with, with this old man, you know? Frank emailed me last month to tell me he wasn't able to get on Maria's approval list in time. So he had to cancel his entire trip. However... He was able to get his money refunded for the plane tickets. He told me that he's not going to let this discourage him from seeing her in person. He's going to keep trying. I'm working on speaking with Maria to see how she feels about all of this. So stay tuned for more. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by Jason Sasoya. And special thanks to Matthew Street for writing and creating Penn's theme music. And to Jennifer Utes for additional production assisting. If you have a story to share, please contact me, Christina Hansen, at pennedpodcast.com. <laughs>